0: hello everyone. I am Vicki Deemert. Um, you are listening to the Talking with humans podcast. today I have we're continuing our special um, edition podcast with Darcy Wilcoxon. So welcome Darcy. Thank you. So we have covered a lot and we the last episode we talked about the different parenting styles. Um, so there's just a couple things I wanted to, follow up on with that and then we're going to talk about trauma what is it how that relates and affects parenting okay all right yeah so the last time we talked about um negotiating um negotiating needs Mm -hmm. and um let's go into what that means what that looks like just as kind of a reminder of how that plays out in parenting and for us as parents with the Maybe with our child and helping our child to do that with us.
1: Yeah. So, um, just a little recap: negotiating is when both parties have some sort of need, and um, in a good negotiating negotiation, is you both people can express that need, and the other person hears it, and that need is then validated, and the both parties can talk about how to get both, um, needs met. So, um, an example might look like, um, two adults coming home from work and lots of things need to be done. The kids need to be taken care of. Dinner needs to be made. Um, both adults are tired and maybe one of them has a headache and one mm-hmm. of them, maybe, maybe one of them was working from home all day and feels like they need to get out of the house. Um, and in a healthy, Relationship, both people are able to say what that need is. I, I have a headache. I need some downtime. Well, I I kind of been stuck in the house all day. I need to get out. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about how can we both get those needs met. Um, maybe can I get you some Tylenol? And you get some time to yourself. And then how about maybe after dinner, yeah, you know, then I go to Target or mm. you know, and um, and so that's kind of that. Healthy, both needs are met. Both people recognize the other person has needs,
0: um, and they can work it out. So, in a healthy relationship, husband and wife, I can say my need, he can say his need, and and we negotiate and be like, okay, we both want each other's needs met. Um, recognizing there might be a situation where that's not always, you know, possible. Somebody might um, right not be able to get their need met for whatever whatever reason but uh, that presupposes that both people are able to know what their need is yes and be able to articulate it and feel safe articulating it yes Um, so I want to get into that but as you're talking I was thinking about coming home and I can't remember if I shared this at the last time we talked but coming home from work one day it was just a busy day there's just a ton going on and I ended up doing a phone call on the way home and so like usually my car ride home is where I can kind of just (laughs) not I, de- I can yeah. decompress yeah. and I walked into the house and my son immediately just had something he wanted to tell me and and I wanted to hear and I um not this was before we had had the conversation. So I didn't know that this, this is what I was doing. But <laughs> I said, um, I want to hear what you have to say. Um, but I've had a really busy day. Can I go upstairs, change, put on a couple, you know, a little bit more comfortable clothes, take take five minutes and then come back down so I can hear and then hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's modeling for him that, um, to pay attention to how other people are feeling and to recognize that other people have needs. Yeah. And also then he will feel more safe when maybe he has a need coming to you and expressing that, that you would probably more hear him because yeah. of the, what you just expressed to him.
0: Yeah. So it was kind of, it's modeling it. It's, um, knowing our limitation and that we've reached it like for me it was like I think I will explode if I don't get
1: <laughs> yeah and kids really need to understand where their limits are I mean most kids that's kind of defines being a kid yeah. is not understanding where your limits are um, limits in needing even some sort of stimulation and needs in limiting that stimulation yeah. for the sake of their overall health you know they'll go out and jump on a trampoline and not understand that um you know that there is too much of that yeah and I mean it takes a lot to get to that too much for a lot of kids but there is a too much and that that collapse comes later yeah you know like Disneyland our kids have all been to Disneyland and they will run wild and we know there's a collapse at the end yeah and
0: that you know tantrums and the tears yeah people are gonna start getting short and grumpy and right yeah so is there a line between um, I, I want to negotiate what I need, say what I, um, yeah, say, verbalize what I need. Um, but is there a time when, what's the line between sacrificing for the other person? Like my need might not be met. Um, and so when, when do you say I won't get my needs met? Because I think as believers, we live under this, like we want to be sacrificial. And so sometimes it can be hard to be like, okay, like, I just need to be sacrificial in love right now um, versus, no, actually this is the time when I speak my need. Does that yeah. make sense?
1: Yeah, and I think that's such a hard um, balance or kind of line, and I don't think there's any kind of prescription of when that needs to happen. But I think as parents especially, we need to um, pay attention to our what's going on inside of us and when we, when we feel emotionally healthy or we feel like we have the bandwidth, um, okay, I may feel like I've been stuck in the house all day, um, but I, I have the bandwidth to sacrifice and to lay my need down for the sake of this child who's really struggling. I mean, I know as adults um, and when our kids, and we still have some teenagers in the house and mm-hmm. they do like to talk late at night. Yep. And so we're gonna we're gonna choose to sacrifice that time. And some nights is a harder sacrifice than others, yeah. depending on what happened during the day. Um, but we're gonna choose that over saying, I have a need for sleep right now. Right. I'll talk to you tomorrow because we know what they need. Yeah. Um, and this is a time when they can share what's going on in their lives. And so we're gonna choose that over. But let's say I was sick or i had had sure. several days in a row where it had been really tough and sure. I just know I can't be present, mm-hmm. then I might say, I may speak that and or say, you know what, I'm, that's, I'm not feeling good or I've had several rough days and I want to listen. Um, can you give me the highlights?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, you know, and, and so there's that negotiating process of, hey, what's really important I'm not feeling good or, you know, and I think that's good modeling for them to be aware of how someone else is feeling and, and knowing when someone's met their limit, they know when they can start recognizing it in themselves. Yeah. Um. And so seeing some of that where we have the, the capacity for that and where we don't, but there again, you have to be aware of what's going on inside of you. Yeah. And um, there's just, I know for me, a long time when I didn't have the capacity to even recognize that.
0: Yeah, because I, I think we could just so like, okay, the need is to die and sacrifice, the need is to die and to sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it could actually be detrimental if we don't pay attention to our needs and our limitations and our capacity in that maybe we start becoming bitter or now we're going on four days of not much sleep and so we're actually becoming it's becoming harder and harder to uh be patient or kind or yeah. you know like like our body is actually needing something um but talk to me about Jesus like
1: we're yeah yeah i mean we we see Jesus we don't actually get a view into how it um specifically played out but you know when they he had a line of people he, he was you know spent days healing um, talking to people and so people are, they, the Bible talks about them pressing in on him. Yeah. Um, we know he didn't do it 24-7. Right. You know, at some point, they talks about he gets in the boat to cross. There was that last person. Yes. So we mm-hmm. don't know exactly how he did it, mm-hmm. but we know he did it. Yeah. We He said, that's it. That's enough.
0: Yeah, he didn't heal every single every person. Every single person.
1: Yeah. He knew his limit. Yeah. And he knew what God had called him to, so he knew where that line of sacrifice, um, laying what he needed down, that maybe that peace and quiet. Yeah. Um. So he knew where to sacrifice that and when to stand firm. Um, getting away into the wilderness to pray. Yeah. That was him. he went to
0: the solitary place. He yep. took the time.
1: Yeah. He took the time to meet his own needs, so that he could be present with people, and um, I think not understanding where y- you are as a person and knowing where your um, limit is um, sets a bad kind of, or not, not bad, but unhelpful precedent yeah. or example to kids in our home of where that, where can they, um, yeah, where can they get their needs met?
0: What, what, what is difficult about speaking our needs because like i i think this is actually probably pretty difficult for people to come to the place where they can verbalize i i need this um even to become aware of what they need and ask for it as adults i think it's hard why why is that difficult
1: yeah and i you know some people are going to listen to this and go i don't understand that i I have no problems letting
0: people know what I need. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's going to be that category where we're like
1: right, there's there's people that have no problem, and I say praise the Lord for, um, you know, there's just a whole world of people who are comfortable with that, and they teach us and they show us by their example yeah. that needs matter. Um, I've had you know a couple of people stop me and say no, but you that matters, yeah. and that shows me. Um, It's a good example. Um, I think in the Christian community, we do spend a lot more time talking about sacrifice and your needs don't matter, that other people's needs matter. Um, For the sake of the gospel, you're going to lay your life down. You're going to bear, bear that burden. You're going to carry that cross, you know, all those kind of terms that we hear. And um, there's, again, there's just that yes, however, um, and there's, I think, uh, a sense in which some people can feel like they're um, they're not worthy, yeah, um, to get their needs met um, because they've that your needs don't matter, yeah, and um, like and they, that's hard.
0: They could have had a childhood or something um, happen in their life where that was implicitly or and or explicitly communicated that they're. That their needs don't matter, yeah. And so they're functionally living like that, and so they care about other people's needs, and maybe they get their value from meeting other people's needs when um, there's an inability to to acknowledge or express their needs because maybe there's a fear that people won't care, yeah, or, or meet them. Which which is it is true. Sometimes we will express a need, and either it, it can't be met for whatever reason. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't cared about or really genuinely people maybe do dismiss it and they don't acknowledge it as as a need.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, there's, and it doesn't even have to have been a bad childhood Mm -hmm. um, to grow up with that sense that your needs don't matter. Yeah. Um, We all as parents do things, and because we're all imperfect, we all do things for... You know, because we want our kids to think of others and, you know, as kids generally don't think of others. Um, That's kind of the way they're wired. Yeah.
0: And so there is this, this by expressing, like, as a parent expressing, like, hey, this is something that that I need right now. Um, Helps the children to become others, to have eyes for others. Other people have things. Um, I can hear this voice in my head saying, it's not a need, it's a want. Yeah, you know, and 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 the distinction between needs and wants. And um, there's a funny little story where my two kids were. Our youngest was saying, "I need, I need peanut butter," and my daughter was like, "You don't need it. You want. You don't need it." And he's like, "Yes, I do." And he's, "You want it? Yeah, that's right." <laughs> you know, like so she was trying to teach him the difference between like a need, like you don't need peanut butter. You you just want it. Um, and so like you don't need this you just want it and so i don't that there's just this nagging thing that i could hear people being like what's the distinction but when we're saying needs like <laughs> yeah
1: well it's kids are i mean that's we're all born into sin right so we're all kids are selfish they think of themselves and our good attempts at getting them to think of others um you know sometimes i think we can go too far and that we've taught them to think of others to the detriment of themselves Um, instead of saying um, your needs matter just like that person's needs matter, just like my needs matter. And when I'm sad or when they're sad to sit with them and we're not trying always to fix it, that's
0: just a reality. Yeah, it makes me think it dignifies other people. And when we um, or humanizes other people or whatever gives value or worth. Right. And when we don't dignify others or when we dehumanize others, we're actually in some ways dehumanizing and not dignifying ourselves either. Um, I think- Yeah.
1: I mean, when we, um, when we get our needs met and we feel blessed by yeah. somebody else and someone gives us, let's say someone gives us a gift, they're like, wow. I mean, that just speaks to yeah. my, like where I'm at right now. Um, and then we turn around and do that for somebody else. We know how that feels. Yes. So it actually is so much more pleasurable to do that yeah. for somebody else because we know how it feels. Yeah. But to do that for other people when we don't know, when we haven't had our needs met, one, it makes it more difficult to yeah. do it for somebody else. But now we're just doing it because we know it's the right thing to do,
2: sure. not
1: mm-hmm. out of this love for that person. Yeah,
0: and maybe like, okay, I get value from doing that um, and I'm also thinking about needs. If I'm needy, like, I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need what he's done on the cross. There's nothing that I can do. I need I need him. I need the spirit. I need the word. Um, and so there's this neediness that, um, yeah, I yeah. think is good to, to think about and to be like, I have, I'm needy. And I don't think we want to acknowledge that because maybe that feels weak, Um
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I remember a conversation with my, one of my kids, um, when they were young and they'd gotten in a squabble with their sibling and, um, and I had said that, you know, that was wrong that they were whatever they were doing. And that, of course they wanted to blame it on the other person and, um, or, and I had said, well, God calls us to love the other person. and it, I'm not sure kind of how we transition, but it was, but you realize God calls you to do that every single time, Mm -hmm. no matter what their response is. Yeah. Every single time. And he was so sweet and so young. And he said, I can't do that.
2: Uh,
1: I can't. Yeah. And I was like, that's so honest. Yeah. Um, But that's where I was. But, but Jesus. Right. And so he had this need to be heard that this was hard. Yes. This was gonna be. This was gonna be impossible for him. Uh, this, what God was gonna ask him to do, what I was asking him to do, yeah, um, which was respond the right way every yeah. single time. And I knew I was pushing him in that direction on purpose, yeah, because that is what God's calling us to do. Yeah. But Jesus and yes. the grace yep. that He gives us um, in our imperfection, and so yeah. that I'm showing him. That yes, he has a need. Yeah. That he can't do it. Yeah. But there's one who covers that. Yes. yes. And so, bringing bringing that into it's okay to be yeah. needy.
0: Yeah. And and um, really being like, oh, I can't do it. It turns our eyes to Jesus. Yeah. Who who did do it perfectly on our behalf. Um, the before we move on to trauma, there's one other thought I had about needs. Um it's escaping my brain um shoot I should have written it down <laughs> that happens yeah <laughs> oh I know what it was it was demanding so oh, yeah so like I have a need and now I'm gonna either demand or expect that you meet it and when that starts happening like you must meet my need and if you don't meet my need um you don't love me you were rejecting me um yeah, I didn't yeah. speak into that.
1: Yeah. Um, and we see that a lot with, with kids, mm-hmm. right, that um, that demanding. And um, in some of the, the trainings that I do, we, we like to kind of ask the kid, are you asking or telling? Mm. You know, so you're modeling that without bringing them shame, right? without saying, that's not how you talk to me or, you know, now, all of a sudden, it's kind of you're blowing up the situation where um, we should just say, we should be in our mind saying, I'm glad they're at least expressing that they have a need. Yeah. Um, it's not an appropriate way of expressing it. True. Sure. Yeah. But as young kids, it's our job as a parent to guide and to mentor. And if we can keep them from it from devolving into some sort of, you know, hysterics as yeah. it can so easily get. Um, when it happens over and over and over again (laughs) as parents and as kids, um, we keep it light and just say, hey, are you asking or are you telling? And the kids know. They know it's not the right thing. We've been down this road before. So it doesn't need to be a reminder of, hey, you did the wrong thing. It's that really kind of quick, and then they can stop themselves, which is great brain work for them to stop and say, oh, wait, I did that wrong. Let me try that again. Yeah. And then they try that again yeah. and you move on. And it's, it's a great kind of redo. Yeah. and I
0: love that. And um, I love that because it, it almost feels like a question that's like, er, over here, that a little bit maybe interrupts the thinking or the, you know. Um, yeah. There, there may be focus on, on this. Um, but I'm also thinking about uh, the answer sometimes, just like as adults, is no. Mm-hmm. And how do we, can we handle disappointment? How do we respond and manage? The answer is, is no. Like sometimes I have a headache yep. and gosh, the need is, like I might just need oxygen or something or to go take a nap or rest. And that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. Or, or maybe there's just something something else where.
1: And we know, what's, we know that whatever that, that child is asking is not good for them. Right. In whatever aspect, whether that's ice cream for breakfast or going to this party or this place that you, or this hanging out with this friend that you know is not going to benefit them. Um, And they don't understand all the complexities of what we're, why we're saying it. Um, But when we can, when we've said all these, when we've expressed all the ways that um, we've love them well when we've spent time with them when we've you know that physical affection when um, we've been present and so in uh, we we say that giving them a lot of yeses we're giving them yes to us as a person yeah and then we have to say no Um, we can sit with them in that that no and they may throw a fit and they may but we can come back and say i'm sorry this is hard yeah. And recognize that what they're going through and whether that is not being able to have ice cream for breakfast right. is that is hard. Yeah. They're not getting an, what they want. They're yeah. not getting what they think they need. Right. And that is
0: hard. Yeah. It is
1: very hard for kids to transition and to think about
0: doing what's best for them. Yeah. Right, And I think it's hard as parents because I'm thinking about that situation and, and I might even come with an expectation that they will receive the no and be like, yes, mom, I received the no. Um yeah. Thank you. You know, where where what you're saying is like, hey, this is hard. You're not getting something that you want yeah. and think that you need or maybe uh, whatever that is and to be like to acknowledge and validate this is hard. Yeah. I care that it's hard. I care that you're not getting a need. Um, This is disappointing. Like maybe even giving them – language
1: words to express how they're yeah. feeling and yep.
0: and what can we do now what can you do now what are your choices now um because that that's the reality of life yeah and and even as an adult and I think how I've responded as an adult when I don't get, get something what I, want. What I yeah. want and and I'll honestly write like I I'm just thinking about being at the airport and going through Starbucks the line was super long yes and they um for they for whatever reason, my order didn't make it in the line, The oh, cup line. Oh, no. But, you know, like, I'm like, oh, we have two hours. I was paid for my drink, and an hour later, you know, like, this whole process. Right. And so I didn't need a drink. I wanted it. <laughs> but I had expectations that weren't being met, and the, the lady that was making them was really angry and frustrated. My husband came, and he's like, are you still here? And I had to go back. <laughs> Anyways, it was a big, it was a big mess. And the temptation for me was to be very like, I'm going to let them know I'm, I'm upset. And, um. and really not be very Christ-like.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> and, and I think I, I probably wasn't like, I, I did let her know a little bit of my disgust my, or my dissatisfaction or whatever yes, you want to say. Yes. But when I finally did get my drink, I could see she was having a bad day and kind of I remember like taking the drink and being like I see I see this day is hard and I'm going to be praying it gets better for you. Yeah. Um yeah. which felt a little hip- hypocritical in that I wasn't like that earlier <laughs> in my <laughs> my previous interaction. Um
1: but you were able to get there. Yeah. Right? Like that's um we're all in process yes. and being able to get there. And sometimes when we first start down this process of recognizing that God has it as a place where maybe we don't turn around for a couple of days. Yes. So yep. Then it's maybe, you know, many hours and then maybe it's an hour and then yeah. ma- and we get closer and closer to the line of where we reacted badly to stop ourselves. Yes. But sometimes that can take a really long time. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Depending on what it, depending on what it was. Yeah. In the long run, if I got on the plane without a copy... I'm fine. Disappointed, very. Um, but but God did work to be like, no, there's a person behind the counter that's, yeah, something you know, like like bringing those eyes to to others. Um,
1: yeah, and there may have been a point years ago when that would have never occurred to you, yeah, right. Yep. yep. And I think 100%. we we're all can be mm-hmm. thankful that God's bringing us closer and closer, yeah, yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, not demanding that we. Not of ourselves and not of others that yeah. things turn on a dime and they react yeah. well in the moment every single time. Yeah. And saying, you know, I think I'd probably like ice cream for breakfast and that would be really hard if I wanted it and I didn't get it. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry that that's, that you're having to go through this hard thing.
0: Yes. And because we want our children to do something that
1: sometimes we're is, not capable, we're not of capable, of it. capable yeah. of- or it's hard
0: to us. Like, yeah. Like when we don't get what we want or we think that we're entitled to, like really in those moments being like, I'm entitled to getting the drink I want when I want it in a timely fashion. And I'm going to let you know in this customer service oriented world that you didn't meet my, need, right? So being able yeah. to say, I'm disappointed. Yeah, sometimes if I wanted ice cream for breakfast and didn't get it, yeah, it would be hard.
1: And if someone had come to you in that moment of your Of your frustration when you haven't processed it yet. Yes. um, Mm. And said, you're handling that wrong. Yeah. That wouldn't have been as helpful as after you processed it um, or after you had calmed down and come to you in a loving way and said, and maybe asked you a question. of That's. So how can we, you know, think about this yeah. or what do you really
0: want or that's so great because I think the temptation is even with our children is to be like you're not responding right. So we're kind of adding another layer. They're disappointed about this and now they're also getting punished for the the way that they haven't responded the way that we wanted them to. And of allowing that space for them to be in process and to, to train and to teach and even give them the emotional language. We talk about emotional health, Mm -hmm. which involves being able to like identify emotions and process them and navigate them. What, what are they telling us? Um,
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh, our kids who don't have fully formed, fully functioning emotional centers, um, we are that for
2: them. Yeah.
1: That's, that's part of our role is to be that um, emotional Um, regulation for them and so removing ourselves from them in those moments um, makes it harder whereas moving closer to them um, and being with them in that um, and recognizing where they're at giving them those words actually helps them to develop that healthy ability to take disappointment knowing that it's not going to be forever. Knowing right. that there will be, you know, something mm-hmm. on the other side um, actually gives them the capacity to handle it. Yeah. That we don't, we think changing their minds about how to handle something is, is helpful. Yeah. Actually sitting with them and giving them that capacity to handle it yes. is
0: more helpful in the long run. Yes. Like we're helping them, one, name it, to be like, what's happening now is your, it sounds like you're disappointed yeah. we're giving. And let's be disappointed. You get to feel this. I don't have to make you think I can be like focusing on no, you need to think that uh, ice cream for breakfast isn't good. But um, really giving them the because if they can handle small disappointments, and they're learning to be like, yep, I'm disappointed. And it's okay. I'll be okay. God will sustain. When the bigger disappointments come, they'll have a bigger capacity, they'll have a framework, they'll have a way to to move through it. Not that it's going to be less painful, but they'll have mm-hmm. the they'll have learned um, and had practice at experiencing. I can be in pain. I don't have to try to. Uh, I I can do this. I'm I'm a person that can handle disappointment. God will help me. He will sustain. Yep. So I don't have to distract myself with whatever else I could distract myself with.
1: Yeah, and we sometimes call that um, a window of tolerance, mm. and um we've all experienced a shrinking of that window of tolerance yeah. because of 2020 and yeah. this whole this whole thing and I, so we, i think we all if we can stop and recognize that it's all even our kids and even more so when theirs wasn't fully developed to begin with and some right. of us as adults don't have fully right. developed um that in that window of tolerance but if we can recognize that's where that being able to handle our emotions sits in in that window yeah. and trying to get a bigger, trying to expand that window yeah, um, and recognizing that as we do that for our kids, as we help to name those things and to sit with them in that, we're not trying to, we're not going to give in. Right. We're not going to say, we may give them other choices, but we're not using that as a substitute for that disappointment. Hey, why don't we do this instead? Right. We're saying, these are your options. Yes. Um, We're not trying to say, well, okay, but- here's the substitute for that yeah um because that's okay for them to be disappointed yes. or sad or yes. angry at injustice yep. or those things it's 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 healthy for them to sit yes. in that for a while yep. um and, yep. and there's there's a, a a point in which we need to encourage them to kind of move on but there's each child is different yeah. and so we're going to just give a lot of grace I, in that
0: i think it's easier for them cuz i think we get fearful that they're not going to move or we're going to enable and they're going to get stuck there but I think not doing it is what actually um is where people get stuck and so to be like I'm going to sit with you in your disappointment and and validate it Mm and and now all of a sudden there is capacity to move on and giving them agency of like yeah what are your options going forward you can choose to sit here longer you can choose this like what Let's brainstorm together so that they become a part of the problem solving Um, it, yep. and have agency of what, what they want to do.
1: Yeah. What feels like uh, a good way to move forward. Yeah. Because it, we all it, experience that differently. Yeah. Some of us need to do different things. Yeah. Some kids may need to go outside yeah. and play. Yep. Some kids may need to go in their room and read a book. Some yep. kids may need to sit on your lap. Yeah. And, you know, everyone needs to do something different. Yeah. And. Giving them ownership of what that looks like, yeah. and and even seeing how that plays out as parents, we have to kind of guide and direct, yeah. and knowing them the way you do, you may have you may offer suggestions, yeah. and sometimes maybe their way is not possible, and right. so even in that, we have to do more negotiating. Yeah, but that's all the process of helping them figure out, yeah, how um how they're gonna live in this world of um trials and successes and how are we going to maintain that emotional health
0: the reality is we do live in a fallen broken sinful dark world and there are going to be disappointments and people are going to disappoint us and as we become adults we're not going to get the promotion we might get laid off um that relationship might not work out Mm -hmm. um that person may betray us and um so we're kind of preparing that the the long the long game.
1: Oh, parenting is definitely the long game. And uh, I know a lot of us want to raise our kids in the same way that we would have employees at work, right? Yeah. Um, Expecting them saying, well, if you had a job, then this is what your boss would do. Right. And there is, in some ways, as the kids get older, recognizing that that is a reality, I remember when our kids were in sixth grade, the teachers saying, "Well, the, your junior high teachers aren't going to let you do this, that, or mm-hmm. the other thing." Mm-hmm. So this is the, what we're working towards. Um, but there's a working towards, or which is different than demanding. Yes. Well, so now it's not <laughs> really that your junior high teachers aren't letting you do that. You're not letting them do that either. Like there's, where's right. the trans? There needs to be a transition, yes. a process. Yes. Not a. Well, this is no different
0: than junior high. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. So we're going to, because this is what it's going to look like next year, we're going to work towards that. And here's one, one step. One little step. One little step in that process. Uh Um, Uh-huh. Well, Darcy, this has been great. And I know we said we would talk about trauma, but I think we'll wrap this up now and the next, the next one will be trauma focused. Wonderful. Thank you. And um, we will talk to you next time.
1: Talk to you next time.